Welcome back to the Bowski Bros podcast here with Johnny and Tim of the Bowski Bros doing a special uh, special Packer edition of the Bowski Bros podcast. It's the first time we've ever done this before. Tim and I are notoriously the Packer fans on the show. Sam, the Viking fan, is uh, he, he just has victory on his mind, but Tim and I have a lot of Packer to talk about. So, so we thought we'd... Uh, Hop on for a little special Packer edition. Maybe this becomes a regular thing. Uh, but we just had some some Packer garb we wanted to go over. And, and we're going to lay it out for you guys and, and just chat for a little bit. See where this goes. Bowski Bros, uh, group therapy edition. <laughs> group therapy edition. Yeah, that's a good I one. I mean, that's that's really what we need right now, don't we? A little, little therapy. Yeah, so this is, I mean, if you're a Packer fan, uh, obviously we, we, we don't know how this is going to look, Tim and I chatting here, but the one thing we do know for sure, uh, it's going to be all about the Green Bay Packers. So if you're a Packer fan, this is, this is a place for you to be. Uh, if you're not a Packer fan, stick around, listen. However, uh, every week we have the main Bowski Bros episode that comes out with with the three guys, Tim, Johnny, and Sam. So check back uh, next Tuesday morning for that one. But Packer fans, welcome. Let's break some stuff down, Tim. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about our good old Packers and uh, the nightmare of a season we call 2022. Yeah. Um, we had really high hopes at the start of the season. Extremely high. I think, I don't think that's just a, uh, you know, every team has high hopes, right? Or you'd, you'd think they would, all the fans have high hopes for their own team, but you know, the Packers really did have that feeling about them, right? Not, I mean, I, I wouldn't say they were a Super Bowl favorite or by any means, but you know, we felt we had the pieces this year, just like we did last year, minus, you know, maybe a couple characters here and there but uh five and eight going into week 14 is you know not what i expected in early september it's for not, sure i don't think it's uh, i mean like you said i i don't know that it's what any packer fan expect i i think there was definitely uh, a lot of talk in the offseason uh what is it going to look like once we did get rogers back uh, Devonte was gone. What what's it going to look like with the young receiving core after the draft? Um, is the offense going to be able to put it together? Not only that, but I, I think a lot of a lot of high hopes rode on the backs of the back of the defense. Us, I mean, e- even looking over the roster before the season started, was we could potentially have a top ten, if not top five, defense in the league heading into this season. Um, the only real, at least to Packer fans, the only real question mark was who's Aaron Rodgers throwing to? You, you know what I mean? What What's that going to look like? Uh, I think after week 13, that answer is becoming more clear. Um, And it's almost like it's flipped where now the defense is the worry. You know what I, I think the, the Packers have a lot of problems, obviously, sitting at 5-8, and eight, but... I think as of recent weeks, there's been less concern with the offense and and some glaring concerns with our defense. Absolutely, the uh, the receiving room took a while to get 
uh, on on the right page is the right word, but certainly to get healthy, right? Well, well, we're not even there. We're still not there. And, but we didn't have, you know, Dobbs, Cobb, Lazard, Watson, right? Like those are your four guys. Yep. Right. I don't, I don't know that any of them have, you know, I don't know that all four of them have been 100% yet. You know, like in the same week. Well, yeah, I mean, we've seen that. It's certainly early speculation was pointing towards Romeo Dobbs being a a fourth round stud uh, for us, mainly because uh, Christian Watson. Obviously, you don't you don't want to start the season the way you do with the very first play on offense being a a walk in touchdown. Um, but that aside, he's he's been hurt for a very, like you said, injury. He's been hurt for a very, very large chunk of the season thus far, so it looked as though Romeo Dobbs was going to emerge as that guy, but they've almost flipped. Romeo goes out hurt, and and in perfect sync timing, Christian Watson decides to turn it on. And, you know, like last year when MVS and and, uh, Adams left, it was... You know, well, games without Adams were seven and zero. Aaron Rodgers is seven zero, or whatever it is. Yeah, record yeah, was. yeah. And it's, you know, we had we had that to lean on, and you know, okay, well, games where uh, Devontae Adams is hurt, we still have you know MVS and Alan Lazard and you know whoever supporting cast you know on the wide receiving court. But it's like this season. If you know Cobb is your, if you're going into a game and Randall Cobb is your number one receiver, <laughs> and Samori Toure and Amari Rogers are two and three on your depth chart, you're fucked. Like Aaron Rodgers is great, sure he's not having a great season now, but like those aren't the guys. And I think the fact that like Gudenkunst or Gudenkunst didn't really bring in anyone at wide receiver, like was a big big factor in the the failures of our you know first seven or eight weeks well do you think it shit even longer than that do you think it looks the season looks different had he brought in just that one guy to catch the ball maybe i don't know i mean forcing lazard to be number one is you know maybe he's he's not ready for that and he certainly wasn't ready for it this year, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like, okay, if we would have signed, you know, a superstar receiver, whoever, or mid-level guy, whatever, we'd be, you know, nine and four right now, or ten and three, or whatever. You know, we wouldn't have a winning record, but it'd certainly help and wouldn't be such a puzzle to solve every week. You know, you have guys you trust that you throw the ball to. I don't I don't know if the trust was there for the first two months of the season with Rodgers. Well, I mean, they did. Yeah. No, I hear that. Definitely the trust not there with the young guys. Uh, and I, I think they did. They tried to play Sammy Watkins up as being the guy who was going to be the veteran um, that they did bring in. However, yeah. it just, just, just wasn't the guy. It he just, just was not the guy. Yeah, it just hasn't. It, it hasn't turned out that way. Um, however... I mean, after week 13, obviously we're seeing Christian Watson emerge. Um, that that second-round draft pick that, honestly, the whole organization expected a lot out of, 
he's finally starting to produce kind of what we had all hoped was going to be happening right out the gate. Um, but nonetheless, it, it looks extremely, extremely promising sitting at five and eight. Uh, we even mentioned this on the main show uh, that it, it it gives Packer fans excitement for 2023, right? To to continue to watch the build of him and uh, could this team potentially bounce back unbelievably quick next season? I yeah, I think they could. I mean. If this if this offensive group can stick together, you know, next year if we can if we can play the you know start the season the way we're playing now, I like our chances to be competitive, right? Not be out by fucking Thanksgiving. I mean, who who's up for contract next year? Nobody, right? I mean, not I don't know that anybody we, major, you know. On the offensive side of the ball, at least. I mean, we can we can keep this going, right? Well, the offense and it's not been great. Like it, yeah. The, the, offense, the offense is 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 essentially. I mean, it's young as shit outside of Aaron Rodgers. Um, which also leads you to, I mean, there's a lot of pieces you could talk about with the offense, right? Obviously, we're seeing some emergence, uh, wide receiver, but then there's an offensive line that has kind of struggled this season as well. Um, but then you have a week 13, like we did against bears where Bakhtiari is, is unfortunately out again. Um, but you have his replacement playing a solid game. So it, it, I, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to get at is things look at least hopeful, uh, as we sit in, in a rather disappointing season currently. Yeah, but I—I uh, I mean, that's a big piece, though. I mean, if you're talking about contracts, Bakhtiari, I'm—I'm I'm just not sure what you do with that guy at this point. Yeah, you almost need to like—I mean, what has he got now? Two, two more years. I—I I didn't look up his contract. But... Well, he—he's—he's he's been paid a lot of money. Uh. A lot of guaranteed money. A lot of guaranteed money, which which not yeah. you know his fault. Injury happens, but he just hasn't been there. He hasn't been able to play uh, for a, a long, long while. This was his first season back after a, a year and a half, uh, possibly even more. And it just seems like he's been spotty. Uh, it's it's obviously one of those things where you look at him, um, all pro star left tackle, and you hate to say it, but maybe injury has kind of sealed the career in a way I, I don't know if you feel the same way but it just seems like it's this song and dance of we have our star but he just can't seem to stay on the field yeah I mean when he's on the field and you know healthy I I like him playing like I don't there's not a guy I'd put in over him you know on our at least on our team but I mean the best, you know, the old saying, the best availability or the best ability is availability. And if you're not there, you know, why, <laughs> why are we paying you all this fucking money to not be healthy? You know? And like I said, he plays when he plays, when he's on, he's good. He's, he's in the, 
in PFF ranking, he's the seventh ranked tackle in football. I mean, that's really fucking high, right? Well, no for doubt. It's barely played this season. Oh, for sure. And, and actually he'd probably be even higher. I'm looking at, I'm looking at his PFF grade right now and it's got, you know, factors in run blocking, pass blocking, all that stuff. He's got a grade for receiving at a uh, 60 out of a hundred, which is not good, but that, you know, that brings his PFF ranking down even more. So I don't know that he'd go up a whole shitload of spots, but that's beside the point. I mean, he's playing well. I like, I want him on our team if he's healthy, but if we have to do this carousel of fucking offensive linemen every week, which we've been doing, it's a different five every week. I don't want him. you know, like get someone else in here. Keep, uh, fuck, I don't even know Elgin Elgin Jenkins or whoever you know over at left tackle. I'd rather have a guy play you know at an overall grade of B, but be a grade B all year long than get a guy that plays as an A grade for nine games than a guy that plays at a C grade for eight games. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's just it's just total inconsistency on his side, and it's frustrating beyond belief well i think that's kind of the the looming question and and i don't have his contract deals his contract details up in front of me uh but that's certainly the looming question amongst packer fans is is it time to uh just say you know it's it's not working you know what i mean i don't i have no idea what that looks like money wise if you were to make that final decision to move on from Bakhtiari, uh, maybe it just makes more sense financially to just keep him where he is, even if he's hurt. Um, but if there is a, a financial upside to him no longer being with the team, you you have to think that that's going through some of the minds of management is, do we just try to move on and develop? What 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 we have that's able to be consistent? Yeah, I mean, Green Bay's had you know in the last however many years they've I mean they're notoriously a great offensive line coaching team. I mean, we've had some great linemen that have been drafted by the Packers and developed them, and they've gone on to other teams because they've you know earned it and done very well. Right, PJ Lang, Corey Lindsley. Brian Balaga went on and had a you know a good career. One of them, one I of mean, them's a head coach right now. Uh, you got me. Who Saturday? Why am I missing it? Jeff. Well, okay, Jeff Saturday. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I he's he, not a coach. No, no, yeah, no. I I, I completely hear. What okay, you're saying. so we have. I just looked it up. We got Bakhtiari for two more years after this. What do we owe in his? We still owe him uh, bu- 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 like $38 million, forty about $40 million, which is about half of his contract. Okay. So, but it looks like a lot of it's, I don't know if they extended them. Our dead cap is actually higher the first couple of years. So I think we'd save, oh no, never mind. The cap hit for next year is twenty nine million, and the cap here for twenty twenty four is thirty three million. Oof. That's a lot of money. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we is. can get past him. You know, and I don't think he's going to want to be. You know, no one's going to want to take that on either. No. So I, I mean, trade or anything. I mean, in that situation, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but from a financial standpoint, it makes sense to just 
keep him on your team, right? Yeah, I think, and I was going to talk about Aaron Rodgers' contract later on, but yeah, the way that we're set up right now, contract-wise, yeah, dive, know, dive into it. Bakhtiari on a big one. Um, you know, Rodgers just signed a three-year, $150 million contract with like $100 million guaranteed or whatever the fuck it was. And we still owe him over the next two years because this year was a pretty low hit for us. Over the next two years, we owe him $99.8 million. We basically owe him $100 million. And if we... If he retires, which is like the least likely thing to happen, we'd still owe him about $40 because of his guaranteed portion of the contract. And that hit would have to come next year. Um... If we cut him, you know, which is really not going to happen, we would owe him all of that money next year, and that'd be a hit against our cap, a hundred million dollars, which ain't going to fucking happen. Um, they could stretch that out into twenty twenty. They could split it between twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four, but that's still like thirty. It'd be like thirty three million one year and sixty six the next year, which is what they would be allowed to do based on the contract. Or he could be traded, which, again, you know, it's a lot of money to, to take on. Yeah, like you said, who's that, who's going to invest, you know? Who's going to want him? So that kind of leaves you with, you know, the the easiest out, which is you still pay this guy who, you know, he may be having a down year, but... He's still the you know reigning back to back MVP of the league. You're not just going to cut him. And like if you look at if you look at his season overall, okay, we're five and eight. Sure, I know quarterbacks are ranked on wins and losses, but like a lot of it, I think, falls on the defense and coaching. And you know, some of this stuff is just out of his hands. And I know that's that sounds really silly to say about the legend, you know, Aaron Rodgers. If he's that fucking good, I can hear people saying it right now. He's that fucking good. It doesn't matter who's around him. Well, I think it kind of does at at some point, you know. And I don't know, like we talked earlier in the pod. Like I think, I think the team we have, if we, you know, if we can pick up where we left off next year, I think we're okay. And if we're gonna, if we are gonna do that, I'd rather have Rogers at the helm than Love. Wouldn't you agree? I, you know, I don't disagree. And I know in, in uh, uh, recent chats, I've, I've gone off on love and, and, and wanting to see love, but really that's just, uh, that's just me just getting anxious towards the end of every season when, when we do this dance with Aaron Rodgers of, okay, he's 39 years old. Um, is he going to retire? Is he not going to retire? If he is going to retire, uh, we're sitting at a point, at least in this season. Yeah, we're five and eight. Uh, we're okay. We're very faintly in the hunt. I, I would say faintly is is uh uh not even the correct way of putting it. There's probably, I think, statistically, there's like a four percent chance that the Packers make the postseason. Uh, yeah. which is gonna go down to 1% after this upcoming weekend because the Packers are on a bye, and and if any of those teams ahead of them win their games, our, our percentage is going to be even worse. So, with that being said, 
uh, and this dance that we have done in in recent years of is Rogers going to be gone? Is he going to be traded? Is he going to retire? The only reason I go love heavy is I just want to see what he has with with the remaining of our with the remainder of our season. Um, but then there's the flip side of that where Tim, you've brought it up where it's okay. What if he comes out and he sucks? If, if, if we are eliminated and he comes out and he absolutely sucks, uh, what do you do then? Cause you can't, you can't move him. Nobody's going to take him. Um, and yeah, well, I, I think then the answer is pretty clear, right? You just keep riding with Rogers. Oh, and I, you and, keep, and yeah, keep sorry, loving the back. And I, I guess that's a, a finish to my big circle here is I'm, I'm completely with you in the, you ride Aaron Rodgers. If the dude's going to be back, Absolutely. I, I love Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've grown up with Aaron Rodgers. I want to continue to watch Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the only reason I say give us more of a sample size of love is if if that dude's going to retire. You know, that's that's really the only scenario where I'd want to see our young guy a little more. Yeah. So if Rodgers, if Rodgers retired, which I don't think, you know, listening to him talk and in, you know, all of his vast and infinite wisdom, he, he sounds so like ready to just hang it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he just seems like his, his mind is not, it, it's not that it's not in the game right now, but it's like preparing for the next step. Yes. Yep. And, and cause I think he's still competitive. He still brings it, you know, he's, he, he seems energetic and all that stuff. He's, I mean, he's getting paid a boatload of money. He, he should be, but, even even you know all that being said about him and his attitude and his his mindset right now i don't think he's going to leave 100 million dollars on the table you know yeah i mean i don't care how rich you are you know he's going to he's probably going to stick around a little bit more i mean I, I it sounds like he wants to keep playing you know for a couple more years and he's he's always said that he thinks he can play well into his 40s but I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think at this point, Rogers seems like a guy that wants to keep playing? Uh, I think beyond, uh, this, beyond this season, I think Aaron Rodgers is a guy that, um, that at least there's part of me that 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 thinks had he not wanted to play after this season, he he wouldn't have taken the extension that he did. I mean, he's he's made it clear that. He's he doesn't want to play till he's forty five, uh, like Tom Brady. But with the current contract that he has, I think it puts him at what is it forty two maybe when that's up. Well, he just turned he just turned thirty nine, right? Yeah. And this was so forty one. Yeah, maybe this year, this year plus two. Yeah, so he would turn forty one in the twenty twenty four season. Yeah, so I think he is. I think he's fully prepared mentally. Uh, to finish out that entire contract. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. And that's, what's going to make, you know, that retirement option really hard to get him to, well, if you're the Packers, you don't, or I guess you want him to do that. Right. Like if you're, if you're the Packers, that would be probably the best financial decision. Well, not decision, but the best financial, the best thing that he can do for you. The best because thing, if he yeah. retires, he leaves all that money off the table. It doesn't hit you in any way. I think except the guaranteed money. 
And then your rebuild can start really soon versus, you know, three or four years down the road when you finally have money to spend. Yeah, I think uh, but that would be a that would have to be a huge, like literally a debt of gratitude on behalf of Aaron Rodgers in order for that to happen. I just I don't see that. happening. Yeah, I personally I, I don't. Uh, I think the chances are extremely slim of him hanging it up after this season. Uh, not only because we're five and eight, I think there's a number of factors, right? Uh, one I just mentioned, I, I believe when he signed his new contract, he's he he was fully mentally prepared and still is mentally prepared to fulfill it. Um, two, I I don't think he dips out after five and eight. Or obviously, it's not going to end five and eight, but I don't think he dips out after a losing non postseason season. And number three, I mean, I've read some some things over the past week that, I mean, Christian Watson may may even play a role in him just that that whole retirement bug not not even getting close to his mind. You know, seeing what can happen if he comes back and plays with Christian Watson and and these young guys who are starting to develop again. I think it's ultimately he's prepared to to fill that contract and just Aaron Rodgers of the past uh, leads me to believe there's, there's no chance he retires after this season. Yeah, I think God, how sweet would it be if he retired a Packer right after a Super Bowl victory? I mean, that would be, well, I think that's what he wants. (laughs) Of course he does. He wants a fucking Super Bowl. No, no, but I'm think, saying I'm saying I think the reason I think a large reason that he hasn't yet because he's he, he's said it the past few off seasons that yeah, sure, retirement was on the table. It, it was a strong consideration. You know, I think the the big factor is obviously what what it is with all all old players is I want that that ring baby. You know, I think uh I think that is the one thing that would absolutely maybe it's just an obvious statement but the one thing that would propel him into retirement is if he did win another Super Bowl, you know, they come back hot next year, uh, somehow make it, win it. I think he's done then, you know, regardless of what's left on this contract. Yeah, I think you're probably right. That makes the most sense. I don't know. Uh. So that's Aaron Rodgers. You know, I'm, I'm really... I'm not as like I think I've said this before on the main pod, but like I'm not as concerned about him leaving right now as I was last year. And I'm that like that makes me happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because I think we've seen love a little bit and we're we're happy with that. And I don't know. So Jordan Love is also under contract through next season. Okay, so 2024 would be his fifth-year option. So yes, that's kind of where that lands. I don't know if that's a huge piece of the pie, but uh, or puzzle. But I think it's uh, you know, I think it's uh, certainly, and you know, call me the Packer Rube that you want. Anybody listening, I think it's certainly a bigger piece of the pie after the the small slice we saw in Philadelphia. Um, and that's that's probably why I kind of ranted and raved a little bit about show us some more because 
if I mean, if you potentially, right, weirder things have happened, Tim. So if you potentially have a star sitting behind Aaron Rodgers right now, I think it becomes extremely tricky for the Packers, right? And and they obviously see more than we do because they're with Jordan Love every single day, but they don't watch him play in in uh, competitive games every single day. You know what I mean? And and neither do we. So if if he is uh, the future, that gets extremely weird. I feel for the Packers when you have Aaron Rodgers to the extension, signed to the extension that you do. You know. And and Jordan Love yeah. leaving or being done with a contract after the twenty twenty three season. Yeah. So that the fifth year option, is that something that we elect to exercise yes. or is that something that he picks up? No, we do. Okay, so we we would essentially say, Okay, Rogers is still with us for this twenty twenty four season. Yep. We we want we want we want love one more year and we can do that. Yeah. Okay. And and maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's just the long game. And uh we're they're kind of just riding along uh with the ticking clock with Aaron Rodgers, at least the organization as a whole. Uh and saying, Yeah, if he comes back, obviously we're we're gonna take Aaron Rodgers. We signed him to a contract extension. You're you're not gonna turn away from Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? So yeah. may, maybe that is the long game. Maybe that's their long game is we'll ride with Rodgers. Well, if we see more out of love in practice or whatever that we love throughout the 2023 season, we're going to pick up the fifth-year option and continue to just kind of wait and see what happens with Aaron, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. If Gutekunst does decide, you know, if this is his long game strategy, he better fucking nail it because this guy has been swinging and missing a lot with this team. And uh, I mean, it, he's not done a great job. I don't think so. If this doesn't pan out in the next, you know, five years and we, you know, we don't get, I don't know beyond this season. So 2023, 24, 26, Say in the next five six years, if we don't have three NFC North titles, like he's got, he's got to go, right? I would agree. Yeah, I mean, like just because you lose Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean you have to, you know, suffer through shit football. No, for X amount of months. Or, not or years, every right? team, Seasons. not every team gets a back to back Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and they still have jobs that require them to figure it out. You know? Right. So the the expectation is the same. It's not yeah, your I mean, it's your your excuse doesn't yeah, your excuse doesn't get to be if you end up losing Rodgers, well, we lost Aaron Rodgers. Well fucking figure it out, dude. Right. Like this is an NFL yeah, you franchise. Just, you don't just uh put your sword down and, you know, Go to the back of the line. I mean, you're yeah, exactly. You still have to finish this. It's still your job. Yeah. Well, I know for for the time being, uh, we're talking about it. Uh, Gutenkunst has said that him and Matt Lafleur both obviously want Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, why do you sign him to a contract extension if you don't? Um, and I think that's ultimately what it's going to be, right? And Tim, we've we've talked about this time and time again that it's you. 
you ride Aaron Rodgers until Aaron Rodgers himself says that he's done. You know, I, you'd, you'd be numb, dumb not to. The guy's one of the greatest football players to ever play football. So, yeah, may have underachieved a little bit in terms of accolades, you know. Yeah, well, Super Bowl victories well, well I think you, I think you've even brought it up where you're like, hey, he's the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Nobody is. is nobody's better he, in the regular season than Rodgers. Undisputed, yeah. Which sucks, but I guess it is what it is, right? But yeah. it puts us there. I mean, it's not like we have to, we, we haven't really had to play the all right, it's week 16, we need this team to lose, this team to lose and and these guys to, you know, you know, the Packers to win to get into the playoffs. It's like we've had we've had pretty fun easy regular seasons it's just the playoffs have been kind of a disappointment yeah absolutely um yeah i don't know not i that I, playing that not that playing that game at the end of the season isn't fun though right oh for like, sure it basically just makes it more playoff football for your team yeah which is fun too <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know that's that's enough about the offense unless you have anything else no um I, I guess I had one more thing. So I, I did go, you know, do my PFF thing. And uh, I thought this was super interesting. So our pass blocking overall, so basically just our offensive line as a whole, ranks third in the NFL behind the Eagles and the Ravens. Wow. So Rodgers okay. has had, you know, for the most part, a pocket to pass out of, right? Yeah, for sure. And our receiving core ranks 22nd overall. Oh, jeez. So... That's super frustrating, right? And so that puts our passing at ninth, which is actually a little higher than I thought it would be. But um, we're passing, you know, we're pass blocking really great. Still have Aaron Rodgers and our receivers just not getting it done. On the flip side, we rank third in rushing. So Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and uh, AJ Dillon. That's behind the Raiders and the Browns, obviously, you know, two of the best uh, running teams in the league. Our run blocking ranks 20th. Ouch. Which I think is just a, a nod to how good Aaron Aaron Jones is, you know, on his own and having to create his own space. But it's just funny that your pass blocking is, you know, relatively elite. Your run blocking sucks ass. And the uh you know, the the cause and effect, the rushing and the passing are kind of opposite of what your offensive line is doing. I don't know. I thought that was uh yeah. Kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. You think little, it'd be like, exactly. oh, we're ranked third in pass blocking and our receiving core is also ranked fourth <laughs> yeah, or third so it's, or whatever. It's something. It's one of those. One of these does not look like it belongs, you know? Yeah. They don't match up. On the uh, on the flip side, so we'll shift gears and talk about the defense, right? Yeah. Uh, o- overall, I'll just keep going with my PFF thing. We're ranked 20th. And our lowest ranking uh, kind of subcategory would be our run defense at 26th. Yeah. And, I mean, when you play Jalen Hurts and he rushes for 181 yards, 79 yards, whatever the hell it was. 57, I think it was. Jesus. Like, that's not going to help. I mean, we just, you know, Justin Fields did the same shit. I mean, we just, we cannot stop the run. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's been the Packers' MO for a while. 
Yeah, it's it's bad run defense, which, you know, then our, our tackling is ranked 19th in the league, which sucks. So we're letting these big runs go, and we're letting them go and go some more because we can't fucking tackle, and it's super frustrating. Coverage-wise, we're okay. We actually have a pretty good secondary. We're ranked 7th, and our pass rush just isn't there either, and I think a big part of that is because, you know, our stud edge rusher, Rashawn Gary, towards ACL that that certainly doesn't help yeah so. I uh I, I I think it's obviously injuries suck Rashawn Gary you just mentioned Devondre Campbell um Chris Barnes another one he was out early in the year and I think he's just come back last couple weeks yeah um but I there's also some some other some other glaring things that have been disappointing. Um, Jair uh, saves the game against the Bears, but there's also a few times this season where, un- uncharacteristically, he's been burned in in ways that just can't happen. Uh, like you mentioned, run defense has been horrendous, uh, and and I know a lot of it. A lot of it has been Joe Barry's play calling. But there's been other instances where he's had the guys uh, where they need to be, and they're just not doing what they should be doing. Um, I, I think overall, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you can, you could obviously, we could spend a long time dissecting it. There's just, there's been nothing, uh, at least in my mind, more disappointing about this this year's Packers than their recent defense, their recent defensive play. Um, Especially I, considering how highly we talked of them. Oh, absolutely. At the beginning of the season and the whole, and it, it wasn't just us. It was like the whole league was like, all right, watch out for this Packers defense, you know? And good Lord, like they're just fucking nowhere. I mean, I, I know I said, I for sure said in the beginning of the year, like, this is a top five defense. And oh, yeah. Like, I was very, very confident in that. A lot and of people were. You weren't like, the only it's one. Like you have the pie- you have the pieces, right? I mean, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, uh, can't, Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark. Like, those guys are fucking good, right? Like, they're just not doing it this year. And it's, it's, sad because they're good players and those are the guys I wanted to ride into this season with, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just not happening. Yeah. Uh, how much? And I don't, how I don't, much, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much the coaching really plays into it. Well, that's I, what I was I mean, I think, say. you know, I, I was, I'm, I'm going to be hard on the coaching just because it's like, it kind of, you know, stems. That's kind of where it all starts. But, at the end of the day, you got to go fucking make a play. I no, mean, it's not. Well, I understand that, that, but it, but it also, uh, obviously, not everything cannot be put on a coach. Uh, you have professional athletes out there that, like you said, at the end of the day, you got to make a play. However, it it starts with the coach. It starts with the coaching scheme. Um, whatever you're going to run as a defense, and there's been times throughout this season. Uh, week one, you have Jair not lined up against Justin Jefferson. Um, and there's been a number of instances like that throughout the season where 
Joe Barry's scheme and the way he's positioning his guys just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, it started in that first game against uh, against the Vikings. Yeah, Jair Jair was covering Just Jefferson what twice? Yeah, throughout the game, and he, uh, and he torched that's us. That's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, and he torched us all game. Torched um, us. Yeah, it was not good. So yeah, you can't. I mean, obviously, everything cannot be put on a coach, but we have like you just went through the list of these guys that uh, coaching has been an issue this year for the Packers, not just defense, uh, game schemes, play calling across the board. Coaching has has been an issue where if you're breaking it down to the defense specifically. You have the guys there. I can't imagine uh, that it wouldn't be the case if you brought somebody new in that that this wouldn't turn around for this defense. I just, I personally don't know that Joe Barry is it. You know, and I and I know that you say don't put it all in the coach, but man, it's it's just outside of outside of some players just not making plays when they should have made plays. Just the way the defense has been drawn up has not looked good. I think it's getting better. This, like, as the season has progressed, like, I feel a lot better about our defense. I don't know, at least our scheme, like, late as of late, don't you? Especially after, like, the Buffalo game and, you know, the Chicago game. Like, I thought they schemed up a good game. It was just there were some things that, you know, we just didn't execute on. Yeah. Uh, I think if you see a continued trend like that, uh, potentially you're right, and I just need to shut my mouth. Um, But if you have a couple good games and then everything else continues to look like it did earlier on in the season, I don't know. Do you roll into 2023 with Joe Barry? Are you feeling confident with what you thought was going to be a top five defense next year with nothing changing? Other than availability, right? Yeah. And players actually being back. Yeah. I mean, probably not. I don't know. So, that, just, so that leads you to I believe know, it's that... So hard, it's so hard to evaluate coaching and be like, yeah, this guy's like truly got to go, like especially at like a coordinator level. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's easier to be like, all right, this coach is, you know, kind of overstayed his welcome. Let's, let's kick him to the curb, but... No, I get it. I don't it. know. I think we definitely have enough sample enough of a sample size to be like, all right, Joey, it's uh it's time. It's Oh, well, everybody, I don't we just we just lost him. Um the the pleasures of doing stuff remotely. I guess that happens from time to time. But anyway, uh there's definitely more to talk about the Green Bay Packers defense. There's more to talk about uh the Packers offense and just the Packers organization as a whole uh hopefully you enjoyed listening tim and i might hop on do this again from time to time just a a packer edition which is with just some side episodes from our main bowski bros uh, again if if this is your first time joining the bowski bros podcast and it was all about packers this is not uh this is not always what we do uh we have a main episode we have another guy on sam uh, Sam, Tim, and myself are the main Bowski Bro guys, and we talk about all that is NFL. We are the NFL podcast. 
uh, for the average bro. But this Packer edition was Packer heavy. We'll probably do it again. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Catch us next Tuesday morning with our main episode, and be on the lookout for these Packer editions. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Go Pack Go. We'll see you later.